So I talked about bands and how these are um, little swaths or big swaths in this case with a three band equalizer. Let me show you what that looks like. You, again, you've seen it a bunch of times, probably had it in your car stereo at some point in time, three little knobs. You've got your bass knob, and when those knobs are paint, well, pointed straight up, where you don't have any inflection, whatever you've got coming in that you're processing is natural sound. Um, and then as soon as you start getting into plus numbers, you're turning clockwise, you're boosting by going that direction. And then when you get into negative numbers going counterclockwise, you are cutting going in the opposite direction. So you're taking out the bass if you're going counterclockwise, you're putting in, enhancing the bass uh, if you're going clockwise. Same thing with mids. That middle section that can be great for giving you warmth and presence but also can be great for cutting it out because it can be very annoying especially with a mountain dulcimer because we're a very mid-rangey instrument and then treble wide swath for kind of getting things to clear up if everything sounds stuffy or to take the edge off of things or maybe a little too sharp and a little too tinny and 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 painful frequencies coming at your ears that's a basic three band equalizer. The trim uh, level lever that you see on the other side here is just a way of fine-tuning the, the amount of level that you're working with. So if you've got an overall level you're working with, you can use the trim to make subtle adjustments without changing the relationship of the different frequencies. Uh, I've not seen these on a lot of amplifiers that a lot of people are using in the jams and whatnot. Let me show you this. This is a seven-band equalizer and probably one that you saw in a lot of car stereo systems. Uh, you kind of see them every now and again nowadays. It's kind of old school to have that hardware dangling under your dashboard, but there it was. And again, each one of these is a band. So we've got a lot more control and we can actually be a little bit more precise in terms of getting in there and fixing stuff. So over here you see we've got 63 hertz, 250 hertz, 500 hertz. So just these two levers on the left side are your bass range. And then 500 and the 1500 is your uh, mid, 250, 500, 1500 is your mid range, basically. And then above that, 3000, 5000 is your uh, treble range. And then 8000 is your upper treble, and then starting to get towards, you know, beyond there. So I'm going to take us into Logic Pro, which is my digital audio workstation, which I've got set up. And that's where I've got uh, some other types of equalizers, and I've got one project set up to record into to show you some stuff very simply. And then I've got another project that I started working on today. I didn't intend for it to go this far, but I got a brand new song I worked, I wrote today. Um, and I'll show you kind of how we can work with EQ. We'll step now into the next level here beyond just basic EQ, which is good to know for your mobile devices and car stereos and whatever you're listening to music on, being able to know which part of the sound spectrum you want to affect and then whether you want to boost the amplitude, make it louder, or cut that amplitude, make it quieter to make whatever you're listening to sound better. That's one step towards mastering EQ with the three band, bass, mid, and treble. Then you get into the seven band for people who want a bit more refinement to roll off those, uh, those low notes to clean things up, or maybe to roll off some of the highs if they're too much, or really boost the highs in more gradations. And what you're going to see here is when we start getting into more bands, we start slicing this frequency range up into more and more bands of control, uh, we can make smoother alterations instead of just making a big galumphing cut 
in the 63 hertz range, we can actually make a big smooth, connect all the faders to make a nice smooth roll off, as you'll see here. That was me cutting it out. Boss said you got to work harder. Said no, you got to work smarter. In the world of bites and codes, AI's a friend, so I'm told. Cause okay, that's a, that's a good sign. Good, good. All right. So I'm just going to kind of play something willy-nilly uh, and get some dulcimer signal on here so you can see the same thing about the dulcimer and uh, this will be helpful to you if you're working with this and recording this instrument. So I'll hit the red button. Okay, we've stopped it. Um, turn off the record. Let's get ourselves a little loop going on over here. And play some more dulcimer. Now, again, go ahead and take a look. I haven't made any changes to this at all yet. So it is flat at the moment, the default setting. So I'm going to go ahead and play and take a look at where the mountain dulcimer waveform and frequency starts to show up here in our spectrum. Here we go. So you can see that we've got a little bit of activity happening down here around uh, 50 and 60. The peaks of it, look at the highest points, are between 60 and 80. That means that's where the base of the dulcimer is starting to kick in the most. Then it really kind of, there's a big gap before the next consistent series of peaks. And that's going to be right around 120, 150, 160 hertz. Right, we were talking about where it really starts to kick in. So even though the, the range of the dulcimer has this sort of 140 hertz to about 4,000 hertz, you can still hear it below that. You can still hear it above that, but it's most prominent in that range. So you can see these peaks here in the bass range are a little bit more prominent there. And also see they're really prominent in the 200 hertz range. So if I wanted to affect the bass of this instrument, that's, those are the areas I would be concentrating on. So I'm going to go ahead and bring the volume back up and I'm just going to isolate the bass and bring just that up and show you how that works. Nice peak right here that at 144 hertz is right at our D, our D string. So a lot of what you're hearing, a lot of what you're seeing down here that literally is coming in our bass. That's our D string. That's exactly where our D starts. Anything below it, this is noise. This is the sound of the pick against the string, the string thumping against the fretboard. None of this is musical coming from the mountain dulcimer. That's all garbage. We can all get, we can get rid of all of it. So I'm actually going to do that first. Let's go ahead and roll that off. 
a pretty steep cut here. already working to tame down some of that was going on. Let me go ahead and bring it back up and compare. not hear anything there but now I'm going to start messing with the bass that I've set up here with this yellow band we got that bass rocking don't we second of all you'll notice that I didn't do a surgical maneuver as I boosted I, I went wider and typically that's what you want to do because if we're boosting something we want to capture as much of the frequency sampling as possible so we want to go a bit wider when we boost but when we cut we're being more surgical we're trying to remove as we're trying to be as precise as possible so we want to make narrower cuts but wider boosts and that's just typically something to go by it's not always the case but it's a good way to go We've really got the basic cranked here it's kind of ridiculous let's bring it back down now I'm gonna change the cue a little bit I do want to narrow it down and just see if I can isolate that thump coming off of 144 So you can correct sorts of balance, you know, maybe you've got to pick up on your mountain dulcimer and it picks up one string more than the other. So in recording, you could actually come in with your EQ and fix it a little bit in the mix. It can be done. I know people say you can't do it. You can. Uh, bad recording is a bad recording and sometimes there's nothing you can do. But if you've got a decent recording and just it's your pickup and you've got more melody and middle string than your bass, Get on in there, take a look at where the peaks are at the lower end of your spectrum, that's your bass string. See where it's hanging out the most, and then amplify that little bit. Let's see what we got going on there. That's nice. Now we can open up this top a little bit by uh, going uh, about 4K and do a slope up. bright and shiny that got up there it's a bit much it's kind of crinkly yeah not nice at all yeah a lot of mid will send them running away from your uh, whatever you're doing <laughs>
sometimes a little gloss like that, starting at like 1500 and going all the way up, and just a boost of like a 1.6 or 2 decibels is enough to give your high end just enough sweetness to open things up, but not too much to hurt your ears. Let me take this bass down just a little bit. And one of the uh, problem areas with the Mountain Dulcimer is the mid-range because it's a very mid-ranging instrument. And so it's got a lot of goodness concentrated there, but it also has a lot of badness. So we have to hunt and pick our way through. But you can do an overall cut and an overall boost, generally, that'll give you a nice sound. Uh, I tend to err on the side of a cut in most cases, and sometimes I'll go with a broad cut so I don't get rid of too much, you know, you, you have to kind of play around with it. But let me go ahead and do a broad cut. Uh, 250 hertz to about oh, 750 hertz or so just kind of a gentle slope and that is getting rid of some of the congestion in the middle of the mid-range that can often build up with the mountain dulcimer and it reveals the beauty that's still there cut too much it can sound like that thing I had before where it just sounded alien It just starts to sound like something's wrong with it if you cut too much mid out, so you have to be careful because there is magic in the mid, but there's also misery in the mid, so you just have to be careful and just trust your ears. If your ears are hurting, you've either been doing it for too long or there is definitely something in the mix that needs to be taken out. boosted and uh, get some warmth out of our mid-range. Managed well, that gives you some boost. It gives you presence in the mid-range for uh, all kinds of different types of music. And you can manage that with your low end and your high end and get a nice balance. So the mid-range is super important for the mountain dulcimer. You just have to kind of know how to treat it and be very, very careful with it because it's uh, where we hang out most of the time, right there in the mid-range.